on page, we, we're at the end of page Kuf Pei Ches, we're actually up to the uh, to Kuf Pei Ches. The Rebbe is going to provide us with with an example, as, as he always does, an example, or an ex, a way of, of making something real for us. So he's been talking about the difficulty that people like ourselves have being being over ourselves by means of by means of seichel, by means of the intellect. Since when it comes to the intellect, there's so much of the presence of the of the anoichis, of the self, of the ego, that it's very difficult for a person at that time to experience a hashrami lamala, something beyond himself. Since what I think is so invested with my opinions and my personal, all of my all of my personal inyanim, it, I'm very mishubed to my anarchies at that time. I'm very mishubed. I'm completely enslaved by, with the exception of the great tzaddikim, for the most part, we're enslaved to our own egos at that moment. And therefore, it's very, very hard that there should be some sort of hisayrus beyond oneself coming from a different place. Since at the time when the intellect is activated, I'm so filled with myself. Therefore, it's much easier for a person to have his iris, to find his iris, beginning with nefesh, ruach, and so on, and only, and only afterwards that it should be mislabish in the seichel of a person. So he's going to he's going to help us understand this and feel this. On page kuf peitas, v'kevin shereitzim anu ladaver atu me'ad binyani his iris ruach vad nefesh. Since now, he says, I want to speak a little bit about this Indian of Hisairus Hairuach Vahanefesh. What does that mean, Hisairus Hairuach Vahanefesh? Loibisaychel. Not, not on, again, not beginning with Hisairus Hairuach but beginning with Hisairus Hairuach Vahanefesh. Loinuchalavoyer is the Varenu Bisaychel is Svarakalkach. He says, so I can't explain this so much up Yisaychel in Svar. How this works and why this works. All I can do is, is to is to describe a fact, to take and to describe reality. He says, can this marshal be explained with the intellect? There's a person whose who, who soul is in a state of dispersion. What does that mean? This is most people. This is this is this is a way that most people live. That the thoughts of a person are are fragmented without connecting one to the other. That person goes through life with little pieces of thought, little ideas, little concepts that are not really focused and tied together in one particular theme. It would be a composition like they would, you know, get an F on everything inside the head, because nothing has, nothing has. There's no 
There's no theme that is uniting all the dangling concepts that are in the person's mind, that holds them together and gives them direction and focus. And that's in the Swarm, that's how it explains, that's how the Swarm explained the Indian of Yeshnai Am Echad Mufuzo Mufayrad Ben Ho'amim. That Haman, when he said that there is a people, the Yeshnai Am Echad, who has the ability to, who has the ability to be completely focused in, in their thoughts and in the Kivun of their lives, and instead they're Mufuzo Mufayrad Ben Ho'amim. They're divided and dispersed, meaning the thoughts are not bound together in one direction. That's what it means. A knot, a transcendent higher, greater knot that ties all of his thoughts together into one basic thing. This is what's so hard for us. So this person who's mafuzo humafayrat, who lives in this way of of dispersion, of inner dispersion and fragmentation, he really wants very much to be himself and to lift up his soul and to somehow unite all of his thoughts. And it's very difficult. And it comes to the hakafis of shmiyat zeres and chastayr. And this same person who is unable really to find in his, in his way of thinking, focus, any kind of a singular theme and purpose in, in the, way that he, the way that he thinks. Nevertheless, when he comes to HaKafetz, he's able to dance with, with all of his strength. And he feels it, his service. And he feels some healing taking place. If he wouldn't have danced, he would remain in this state of of internal dispersion and confusion. Like those people, I'm not talking about the older people or people who aren't well, but the people who prefer to, to watch HaKafis instead of participating in them on whatever level they're physically capable of, obviously. The person who, the person who, who, who writes articles about HaKafis and the history of Simchus Torah and so on. The professors that write about Simchus Torah. But, but he, that, person, that person who watches the HaKafis or thinks about the HaKafis would remain as spiritually impoverished even after having experienced that coffee. He comes home from shul and the wife says, Honey, any hysteris this year? She's very firm. Any hysteris, some hysteris, me at any, any, no, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work for everybody. Simple hysteris doesn't work for everybody. No, it works for everybody. But the person has to, the person has to dance. And if he wouldn't dance, the Rabbi says, he would remain in the same Chulshus and Ephesh, even though officially he was part of Simchus Torah. And Klapish he can't say that he wasn't Yaisid HaKafas. He went around the, the, you know, seven times, and he did a perfunctory, you know, clap or two, and uh, he did what he, you know, he was Yaisid. But as far as this Iris and Ephesh is concerned, it didn't happen. 
Uchsherokad, af im lehoislo kokach meichen de gadlus. And what's amazing is, if the person did put himself into the rikudim and really, really, really danced his danced his heart out, if he did that, so even though it wasn't that he had such meichen de gadlus, it's not like he was going around, you know, the first hakafa thinking about Avram Avinu and and all the and you know you know the whole midas chesed and what chesed means and all the different on his level his ideas of chesed and then by the second hakafa you know Yitzchak Avinu is thinking about it's not that he had such a meichen de gadlus. We're not talking that we're not talking about a person who was really intellectually attuned to what hakafas each hakafa means. And nevertheless, his dancing was with one simple kavana. Laima, this is his kavana. This, he, this was his kavana. This is Hashem's Torah. And the Jewish people spill their blood, they pour out their blood for the sake of this Torah, always. Esmach ve'erkad be'elokai sheli. I will rejoice and I will dance with my God. Ubesoyres nafshi v'chaya, in the Torah of my soul, in the Torah of my life. Vazkai hirgish ba'atzmai. And with this simple kavana, with this simple kavana that he, that, that he has in his mind, Throughout all the hakafas, the simple kavanah, when he's holding the sefer and he's dancing, or he's, or he's circling the sefer he has this simple kavanah. With the, this is not a moich in the gadlus. We're not talking about any great thought. If this is Hashem's Torah, the Jewish people die for the sake of the Torah, and, the, and, I, and I'm, I want to dance for this, and I'm going to rejoice and dance for the Rebbeinu Shlom and for, my, and for the Torah, which is the Torah of my life and the Torah of my soul. This is who I am. And with this simple thought, with this simple kavan, he already begins to feel. He begins to feel like a like a piece of material that was dusty, that was dirty, and he was and the and the dust has been shaken off. That the, that the dirt, the dust, falls and the garment is, is, is clean. Kein gamhu. Birikidaisov nafla achalonius. With his dancing, all that is chal, all that is, all that is mundane. Like we have Shabbos and we have chal. The word chol means the days of the week. It means that which is profane or mundane. It's not holy. It's it's it's, it's the uh, it's the things that are not kaidish in our lives. And it's the same word, of course, as chol, which means the sand or the dirt. And a rikida, the dance of a person, a rikida, miraked, as you know from the thirty-nine malachas of Shabbos, is the process of sifting. And sifting means that you shake something in such a way where all that you don't want falls away and that what remains is that which is pure and beautiful which you want. That's what Marakid means. It's the Indian of Arikud. Is that even this person who, whose thought is very, very simple. 
somehow through the Rikudim, through these Rikudim, he feels like a person who is merakeid, who is shaking out from his life all that is chol, all the dirt, all that is mundane, all that is silly, falls away. And this enables his, his soul to rise. Because it's being weighed down by all of the chol. And now through the rikud, he's merakeid, all of the chol is able to be removed. When a person, when a yid, when a yid by, by simcha's Torah, when a yid by, by a simcha, when he's merakeid, the rikudim, the rikudim is so much on the Indian, the chlal, the Indian of, the Indian of, of a rikud. What does it mean, an Indian of a rikud? An Indian of a rikud, his davke, his davke not with a machshara. It's something which doesn't, sometimes in the intellect, thinking can, can even spoil the Rikud. That's why it's brought down, what it says in, in the Pasuk, in Kehelas, Ace Rikoid. Right? Ace Rikoid, a time of dancing. It doesn't say like the other Lashon, it says Ace Lehav, Ace Lisna. It should have said Ace Lirkoid. What does it mean, Ace Rikoid? So the... So the Svarim say that the Indian of Ace Rekoid, Rekoid means it's not something that you plan or that you contrive or that you, that you have to, that you give thought to. Ace Rekoid means that the, the, the whole Indian of Rekid is that you let your feet carry you. Ace Rekoid, it happens to you. It's not something which you enter into, which the Lamed would indicate. But it's Ace Rekoid. It's that which happens. You know that there's a machlaikis whether or not dancing is permitted on Shabbos. It's a machlaikis apostles in Shulchan Aruch. So the mashal, the mashal permits dancing on Shabbos. Ace Rakhid, Rashi says, Chasan Vekalis. It means the Rikidas, the Rikida of, of a Chasan. The mashal, based upon this, permits dancing for Chasan and Kala on, on Shabbos. And the Indian, of, the Indian is that we understand, since Malachas Machshavas Asra Torah, that what does the Torah forbid? The Torah forbids a Malachas Machshavas, a Malacha that involves, that involves planned and controlled purpose and thought. So the Rikida on Shabbos is Davke, not a Malachas Machshavas. Since it's not a Malachas Machshavas, what we're learning now is that a Rikud that a Yid does is, the whole Indian of a Rikud is that it's with the legs, it's with the, it's with the, the Nefesh, with the Ruach. It's not, it's not something which a person, which a person has to work out intellectually. So since the Indian of Malachas Machshavas Asr Torah is missing, it's not a Malachas Machshavas, the Rikida and Shabbos, the Mashal permits dancing on Shabbos, it permits a chasna on Shabbos. I mean, the chasna, I mean, the rikudim for chasna kala on Shabbos is because it's tafkas. We're learning here now that it, the Indian of the Indian of a rikud is ace rikud. It doesn't require it doesn't require those machshavas. It's just that simple, simple, it's that simple mahalach of the feet moving and the body being shaken and shake and all of the chol falls away from the person. so Hashamayim netaru. So it says in Swam, Ke'etzim, really the Pasuk is Ke'etzim Hashamayim Latoya. Ke'etzim Hashamayim Latoya, it says, that says the, the vision that was seen in Kisisa. Ke'etzim Hashamayim, Ke'etzim Hashamayim Latoya, or is that Mishpatim? Ke'etzim Hashamayim Latoya is also the Aisyah's Kala. Ke'etzim Hashamayim Latoya. But that's a, the Bechlal, the Rikudim of a person, 
of that, that a person becomes completely purified as a result of the Rikudam. Like the heavens are so clear and beautiful. So how is it possible? How could that be? That because a guy is running around in circles for a couple of hours and jumping up and down, it's just moving around a lot. How is it possible that this should have such an impact on his nefesh, on his soul, and on his thoughts? How could that be? So the Rebbe says, Lo and, and at this point, of course, all the professors, with the amicus, without the amicus, would say that this is not, he's deluding himself, this doesn't really mean anything, he doesn't really, he doesn't really feel anything. I mean, he feels something, is just the, he's just he's caught up in this mob mentality, but it doesn't really mean anything, and so on and so forth. But everybody knows that that's not true. Bemis is that the, that the physical... The physical involvement in the Rikudim and the dancing is able to have this effect upon his nefesh and his machshavis, the most, the most remarkable effect. Because the Rebbe says this is not a matter of the intellect. It's not something which is alpi seichel or could be explained alpi teva. That's why, of course, all the professors who only know how to live in that in that miserable, uh, confined room of seichel, that's why they can't accept this, and and that's why they'll write books about dancing and they'll write books about you know, about chesedus and they'll write books about avodas Hashem. But they won't participate. And just like I told you a few weeks ago, about someone that told me that there was a, this professor that was writing, they wrote some very hush of a book, some big book about one of the branches of Hasidus. And, and that, and that uh, in a conversation that he had with, with, uh, with somebody, it turned out that he was never once in his life, he never once attended a Hasidish Tish, never in his life met a Hasidish All he ever met were, were, were dusty books in Hebrew University's library or in the seminary over here or someplace. And he read and he read and he read all about Hasidus, and he was able to write himself uh, another book, you know, on the meaning of this uh, of this branch of Hasidus, and he never went once. And they were able to take him to this person with someone else. They took him to a to a tzaddik and to a tish, and he and he was completely completely um, transformed by that. Now, I don't know if he became from, but he but he realized that that the book looked looked uh, very silly, just looked very silly. It's, it's like somebody you know that's giving us some unmarried person that gives a speech about marriage. So you know it could be interesting, it could be fascinating, it could be well researched, but it's always it's always silly. Somebody without children, Hashem Yerachim, who talks about about uh, about raising children, could be very thoroughly researched, but it, it it never will change the people who are listening because they know that it's not coming from a place that's that's experienced. It's only coming from something that's thought out, but it's not something which a person which a person lived through. So, the Rabbi says, this is not a matter of the intellect. It can't be explained with svaras. But it's a fact. That one's physical, that one's physical actions are have the ability to be more than nefesh ha'odam. To release the soul. Machaskin um umat megalamaisa. 
that are able to be mechazek and to be megali even to some degree to reveal the soul. Or could anybody explain, to understand what is this? Shalafamim sometimes. When a person wants very much to daven with his Eirus Halev V'Hanefesh, he wants to really daven with his Eirus Halev V'Hanefesh. He can't. Because they're shut, they're closed, they're dull. So he can't daven with Kavana. And he begins to daven B'Kol out loud. This was the first talk that I that I gave in the shul, or the second one, Friday night, in the in the library, you know, 11 years ago, which was I know which was like seen such a radical thing, and I spoke to the chaver about you have that that you can't you can't be in a shul and, and you can't go this way on and on over the years, you know we're, we were in a, we started in the library, so I said this is a library, you know, so there's a certain misery here of of people not making noise, a library. You know, if a person talks above a whisper, it's so different from a bismedrish, right? Anybody that anybody that never saw a bismedrish, if you take a person that doesn't know what a bismedrish is, and, and you walk into a bismedrish, and he sees people like first, you know, like walking back and forth, and like you know, yelling and screaming at each other, and sometimes you know, uh, like you know, stomping, and and and, and uh, the whole scene is something which one would say is the antithesis of a, of a, of a place where any intellectual progress could ever be made. And yet you and I know, and even some honest people from outside of our little world would admit that the greatest productivity that human beings are capable of in the entire history of mankind has taken place in these crazy, noisy, screaming batimadrashim from the beginning of our time of our people till now. The most productive, the greatest productivity is taking place davkut with such screaming and noise. And that's by learning. As far as davening is concerned, so the curl is ma'ayrim. How can one explain this? In the years ago, we talked in the shul and we just started, so I gave a number of shirim on the, on the Indian of tefillah. But I spoke of more, I wasn't talking about the, the siddur, I was talking about the Indian of davening and kol, and how curl is ma'ayrim, the kavan. How does that work? That, that, what does that mean? That when a person davens out loud and you say the words, that the word has, has said the word, that the curl is such a koyach of his iris, not, See what's happening mostly. The reason that you don't see that, in, in, I'm not talking about in yeshivas or in the or in the or in shtibloch and chesidish shuls and so on, where they were raised with this Indian of of davening the kol. Or again, when I say yeshivas, I mean all different types of yeshivas, whether it's, whether it's the the litvish yeshivas, the hesdi yeshivas, but there's an Indian of tefillah with the kol. But in the in the more in the so-called modern shuls. It's it, 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 unless uh, I mean I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about talking, which is usually very animated, but I'm talking Hashem Yirachim. But as far as davening is concerned, it's Rachmanik, because everybody's waiting for that one time when there's a little bit of Hisayrus, which is or a lot of Hisayrus, but that's on Yom Kippur. You know, by Neilah, so then finally people will give the Hashem Yirachim. But but if you walk into a typical shul most of the time, when it comes to that if, there, if, there, if there's a, when there's a break in the talking and and it's just davening. So, so it's very, very, very quiet. You know, very, very quiet. It's not, you know, unless you have every now and then there's like a bacha, you know, 
that, that like from that or something, where there's a Balchuva, you know, so then you then, and you know, people are annoyed by it and try to move their seats or something. If there is if there is such a thing. But otherwise it's the reading room of the library. It's like in the reading room, you know? And uh, and, and and they're waiting for the kavana to happen. I suppose that they would like they would hope that sometime in their lives they would feel this kavana. And then there'll be a cult. But the MS is that the Swam tell us that the that the that the the uh, seder is really reversed. That when a person davens the kol, and that's what I spoke about that that Shabbos, the first Shabbos, we were there in, in the library, of course, it's down the road a little bit now. But to to daven the kol, even if you don't feel anything at all, that it's a, a it's an amazing thing that when a person davens with kol, tries to tries at least at least to hear himself, preferably louder. Of course, not the Rashman Esrei, but otherwise, that to, to daven with kailos, then that's why it's so important that there be that there be nigunim, that there be nigunim in tefillah, that when a person is mispalable kol, he says a master's palable kamayshisa b'svam akedoshim is He says what happens then? He says leila hagbiya kailol b'tefilasa levad. Rakemisha writes a logor b'chayzik es ha'evin mimkor libo v'nafsha. A person, this person who davens out loud, it's not that he's just trying to lift up his voice, but he's actually trying to lift that heavy, heavy stone that is sitting upon his heart and his soul. He wants to roll it off of his heart and soul. So when he's a person, a person could even think like this. It's a simple kavana. It's a simple kavana. Instead, everybody's everybody's trying to bring all this to Durham that have explanations, and you have now the the linears and all these things, and everybody's trying to understand the words, and that, and and to be more on kavana. That's all very very nice. But if you look in the Swam, the Ikka kavana by Tefila is not is not the parish amilas. Understanding the words are by say something you should do for homework, not during davening. That's the Indian of understanding the words, which is of course a chash of a thing, and it's certainly better than thinking about, you know, the racetrack or something. <laughs> but but the, the Ika Kavana by Tfila is not what all the publishing companies are racing to come out with, with new little things that you could read while you're davening. The Ika Kavana, the Ika Kavana by, by Tfila is not that. That's something you should do at home. A hundred percent, we have to know what we're saying. And if a person doesn't understand, okay, well, so then a person can then we understand there's such a thing as davening in the, in the language that he understands. But that's not that, that's not the that's not the side of kavana that one should try to do to learn the siddha, and to understand the siddha, and to know what he's saying, and to and to learn and to learn the words. But that's that's part of one siddha halimud. That's the time when you're learning. You take a few minutes away from your from your daily regimen of learning in order to, in order to understand what the siddur is, not to come in with explanations and commentaries and all kinds of things what the siddur means. Certainly, of course, if you know what you're saying, it's much easier to have kavana. But that's not the Indian of reading during the time that you're davening. The ikka kavana a person has by tefillah is that he's standing in the presence of the king and that he's trying with every single word. You know, the words in the Sefi Yitzira are called avonim, are called stones. And with every single word, the person thinks that he's, that he's trying with all of, his, all of his strength to roll this stone 
off the covering of his heart and to allow the natural kavana that we learned about in the to allow the natural essence of who he is to emerge. The sight of kavana is not the parish of milas. It's that I'm, I'm in the presence of the king and I want desperately to be able to be real and to feel and to experience that mitzvah that I'm in his presence and to, and, and that, and that I'm trying so hard to, when I, when I, when I say the words and I'm in, in the call in my voice, and the effort that I put into to the to the tefillah, and that koyach that I put into the tefillah, I'm trying to I'm trying to. It's like the koyach that I'm putting, like Yaakov Avinu, standing by the well, and trying to roll off the to, to roll off the stone. Because it's much harder for us than for Yaakov Avinu. So when a person when a person calls out, that's what he's trying to do. And it's known that, that the Balsham HaKadosh, and I, I mentioned this back then, that before the Balsham HaKadosh was known, so he was in the base Madrash. And um, and it was a quiet, you know, very quiet and controlled davening. And there was one Balshuva that was, there was one Balshuva that was screaming and that was jumping around and moving a lot. And the people were very annoyed by that. And um, and they and they were complaining about this person. And the Balsham Hakadosh said that why do you say that when a person is drowning, you see that when a person is drowning that he his arms are flailing and he screams out when a person realizes that he's drowning. So that's what that person feels that he's calling out the Shemesh Baruch like someone who's drowning. And they, and he's moving and he's and his voice. The people that don't do that is because they're already they're already at the bottom of the ocean. But if you feel that you if you feel that you're drowning, so then the, the natural the natural inclination of a person is to is to call out and is to move. And a person's kavana when he's davening is kamoshahim beetsim. That's exactly what I was talking about now. Not just the meaning of the words. Of course, that's. A basic kavanah to know what you're saying. So now the person, the person has a brand new, a brand new siddur with all of the translations. He has a beautiful translation. He doesn't have to go anywhere. It's sitting right mamish by the word. And and he also has little commentaries on the bottom that tells him the history. You know that this comes from the 12th century. This comes from the 8th century, and so on. And he's got all the little things on his siddur. So the Rebbe says, but that's not really going to. That's not going to roll the the stone off of the heart. So how, what what does one do? So he says, for instance, When a person when a person says he's calling out to somebody. He's, he's telling somebody to give praise to Hashem and to call out in Hashem's name. He's talking to somebody. He's saying, Who's he talking to? In a few minutes, we're going to be saying, and a person, and a person is saying, is telling somebody, So, like Perush, Kalmila, Vesagumalavadu, Makavain. 
The point is, of course, even though he, he should know what he's saying, but that's not the that's not the ikir to know what the words mean. So now we know what the words mean because we have the new siddur. The siddur says it means give praise to Hashem and call out in His name. Oh, so that's good, but but that's not it. Ella, ki'ilu, he gives an example. Of course, these are just examples. This, every person has to find this within himself in a very personal way. But the Rebbe says, Ella ki'ilu oimedhu ata neged kol ha'olam. Ella ki'ilu oimedhu ata neged kol ha'olam. This is what he could try to think about. He's standing, he's standing alone, and he's standing facing the entire world. The entire world. And panim mul panim, and in this state of facing all of creation, ubakol he screams out, and umachriz, and he announces, give thanks to Hashem. What's the matter? Are you asleep? Everything, the trees, the flowers. The, the sky, the, all the all the all the animals, to everything, he calls out, "What are you asleep?" Kiru b'shmai. And if this is something which the person would just think about, he would just think about, but not actually call out. Or he would just whisper, like we see. The whispering that mostly takes place in, the, in shuls, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have accomplished. But when the person, when the person calls out, you're talking. You want to shake this into the, into the thoughts of every single human being in the world. Of your friends, of your family, of yourself, of your children. You want to shake this into the, into the, into the awareness of all that exists. And you call it out. So then this has the ability to, to awaken to, to some measure one's soul. And to be malhiv to to cause it to be a slavus of some good davening. family for our children and my is a very 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 special person. So last night the shavuot is so um, so. The the uh, the Achsanya, the one who hosted us, was mechabed my mechutin to to say a few words, and and so my mechutin my mechutin stood up, and he said, I, I'd rather that I'd rather begin with a nigan, and he started to sing Ma'ashiv Lashem, the beautiful nigan, which I I, I, I can't uh, you know. I don't know how to carry the nigan by myself, but he he, he began to sing Ma'ashiv Lashem with, uh, from Halab for the to, to give to express our our thanks for the for the simcha. And all of us all all of the men were singing together for a while more Ashiv Lashem. And it was a it was a Givaldi Gesiris that we had and I was thinking 
It's the, it's the simplest thing in the world. And how, and how powerful, how meaningful it is. And, you know, it's something that, 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 stuff like this, you know, you don't think of. Everybody, the beginning is to give thanks. Is to, to, to give thanks to Rabbi Shalom. And, and what he was saying was that, I'll, I'll, I'll talk afterwards, but the, the feelings that we have can't be expressed in, um, can't be expressed in, in, in words. And we have to sing in Nigan. And and that gave all of us that that gave all of us Kalim to be able to to to, to feel the thankfulness that we have to Kadosh for, for for the for the simcha and that's something which which can't be explained. Why would that work as opposed to as opposed to standing up and giving you know the, the usual 15 minute you know explanation of why this is like Kriyas Yamsuf, you know. <laughs> Which we know, right? you know, it's a, it says a chazal, and, it's, and I love the Torah also. I mean, it's beautiful to talk about, but it, it wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have done it. The same way that you know that lo aleinu, lo aleinu, when you go to a levaya, and you have that's why I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm so resistant to speaking at levayas. Besides that, uh, it's it's sad and it's it's a hard thing to try to talk about a person. But besides that. The, the only talks, honestly, that I really, really feel are meaningful is when a, is when a son says something, a child, a brother says something about the person, you know. But when you have, you know, every one of us, we should only be by simplest, but any one of us, you go to Levaya, and some rabbi gets up and he gives a 20-minute chiddush, like they say, over a pshat, in a medrash, and then says, uh, and then he ends by saying, Amen. And then, and then he sits down. And it could be that it was a, it was a beautiful pshat. You know, it was a very nice pshat that he said in the madrash. But the hearts of the the hearts of the family are, are empty from that. They don't have any desires. And the whole is, I, I I never understand that. I don't I don't I don't get that. I, I never understand how that works. What was the tachlis? Even though, of course, there's an Indian certainly by an Adam Godel and a Hespe to try to understand it tight up. And to explain what it was that the person contributed, and I'm not saying that there's no that there's no place for divrei Torah in a hespet, but the ikr I always feel is is when someone who someone who knew the person can talk about the person and and, and share with the and share with the the, the olam, the greatness of that person, that in the kuda yikara, the preciousness of the person in kmiyus chasadim or in learning or in or in friendship, whatever the Nakuda Yakara is that every Jew has so many precious and special things, instead of somebody getting up and dashing for twenty minutes, you know, explaining how now you know we understand the, the, the that there's no machlokes between the Bavel and Yerushalmi. So that's good, you know, but it's not the time for that at the Levaya. I mean, I personally, that's why I, I, I never understand like what goes on when, when uh, I've been to I've been to Levaya, so I've had to sit for for two hours listening to people dashing about. And the whole Indian is his God. I mean, I don't mean to say it in this way, but you see that the, even even by Levi, there's an Indian of Kavit and Hashem Yirachim, Chayit and Alibai. The, the whole Indian of the Levi is that those who are living should take to heart how, how meaningless this this world is without being real, without turning to Hashem Zbarach. And you have even even at, at Levi is this the Rinyonim of of guys with Hashem Yirachim. So. And who says what and who does what? And you know, that is that that when a few few real words are spoken about the person, and and uh, and there's some and there's a capital tehillim and a kelmale that that's the side of them, and 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 to, and to cry out and to cry out about about how much that person was was loved and how much the person is missed, 
So that's more than nefesh, much more than all the words that are all the words that that, that could be spoken, and that's why that's why um, if God forbid you've, you've ever been Hashem Yirachem at a levaya when there's a, a parent that dies and there, there's an hour and a half of speeches and all kinds of drushes and things and people are, people are numb and they're sitting there and they don't know what to do with their emotions and then at the end. At the end, you know, when, they, when, they, when, the, when the person, Hashem Yerachim, is placed back into the earth, and, and, the, and a little seven-year-old boy starts to say, Yizkadav Yizkadav Shmei Rabba, Hashem Yerachim, we should never know from it, Hashem Yerachim. A little seven-year-old boy starts to say, Kaddish, so you know that all the hearts explode. And the kid doesn't even know what it means, Kaddish. And those who are listening don't even know half of them what, what it means. What's, what does it mean? I'm not going to test anybody now. What does that even mean? But all the hearts start to explode, and the tears start to flow. And the and the and the brilliant rabbi who said over an hour of of, of midrashim and, and babli's and yushalmi's can't understand. Aren't I more eloquent than this child? I'm, I'm a world-renowned darshan. People, people come all over the world to hear me say speeches, and I couldn't, I couldn't get anybody to have such a Cyrus. And this little kid says he's Kadosh, he's Kadosh. The whole island is crying. <clears throat> so that's, that's what the Rebbe is saying. Where does the kol? Where does the sound? Where does the voice? Have this ability, How is it possible that a physical sound, a voice, has more of an ability to be the nefesh to awaken, to arouse one spiritually, more than more than one seichel, more than the that didn't have that effect, that wasn't able to accomplish that, that it wasn't able to do that. So the so the person who said a hesped over this over this this woman, a woman that says says over a whole hesped and shows what and what does it mean? What does it mean? Aishis chal miyimtza. Why does it say miyimtza? Doesn't doesn't have this. Nobody has this arisimit. And when and the when you know when when the when a grandson gets up and says that that uh, Bobby nobody made nobody made an apple shud like 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 Bobby, then the whole island starts to cry. Because you know that every levi of any Jewish woman, that's what they talk about, right? About the favorite thing, about how delicious the food was, and how she, because that, because we know that that's that's one of the greatest ways that a woman shows how much she loves her family. And 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 when a, and when a grandson gets up and says that everybody, then then there's such a hysteria, there's such a hysteria. What do you say, Safka? What do you say? She was a good. She was. She knew how to bake. Okay. Well, now. Somebody would get up and say that. Somebody get up and say that you know that uh, that uh, in the bakery on Central Avenue the cake is delicious. That's not a Cyrus. That was a Cyrus. When you say that, oh, I would. Uh, they say, Bobby, she used to make a certain cake. When we, were, when we would come, she would give us this cake. It's such a Cyrus, a murder Cyrus. That that's in the, because because it's <clears throat> it's the it's the it's a sound that's that's. You can't argue with it. You see, somebody says over a pshatel in the Bavlin Yushami, you could dingzich. You could argue with it. You could, you could, you could ask a kasha. What are you going to ask a kasha in an apple shul? 
you can't get kasha. You can't get kasha on on a potato kugel on a chola. It's a kasha because you know that that means. Some you can't ask a kasha and a nigan, which we spoke about last time. You can't ask a kasha and a nigan. A nigan, a nigan removes all the kashas. It removes all the kashas. A kasha, kasha varbushkas even removes all the kashas. It takes away all the kashas. All the kushis and all the abayas and all the things that are waiting for Eliyahu Novi. Everybody thinks that Eliyahu Novi is going to come. Uh, you, you know, the people think that Eliyahu is going to come and he's going to, he's going to come into our lives and he's going to say over like the fanciest shir that was ever said. And, and he's going to take away kushi yitar, tishbi yitar, kushi yitar, that Eliyahu is going to answer up, he's going to fend for all of our kashas. Eliyahu is going to come to the world and he's going to say, He's going to say that, uh, that it's time for redemption, and that we may all the kashas are going to go away because all the kashas come from the kashas come from, from the kashas come from from our hearts and minds being closed and being stones over our hearts and over our minds. And Eliyahu is going to Eliyahu is going to come. He's from all the arguments between parents and children. Who won the argument? You know, you go to bed after having a whole thing with your kid and back and forth, and 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 and, and who had the better, who had the, who made the better points in the argument, right? Who who won? Like if it'd be like at the Olympics, like these judges sitting there and putting up. So you know, you have a debate between parents and children. It's been going on throughout all of history. There are these deba- these debates going on. The whole thing is total marriage. That's why that's why we know that that the second that somebody cries or somebody says. I love you, or something real. That that all the kashas in Irishkeit, and they just cry and they hug each other, and that's the end of it. And they don't need to. Doesn't mean the kashas not kashas. And if they are kashas, they don't need to. It's, that's what's going to be Nelly Anavi comes. The Mela, all the all the svekas and all the all the takus. There's so many takus in our lives. We live we live in a constant state of taku of unresolved dilemmas and and things that are left open and unclear. And we spoke about many years ago during the three weeks once about the Indian of Rabbi Nachman says to add the nun of to teku to make the teku into tikkun and to change the kinos of Tishabav into tikkun. The <clears throat> what that means and how that works, which Rabbi Nachman Susegan was talking about Barikas. It's not it's not something which it's not something which Eliyonavi is going to is going to explain to us. That's why in the Midrashim, we see Merdeka, unbelievable Midrashim, that what's going to be when Eliyahu comes. Mevaseres Siyam. Kol Mevaseh, Mevaseh Vahimeh. Kol Mevaseh, Mevaseh Vahimeh. Kol Mevaseh, Mevaseh Vahimeh. The whole Indian of Eliyahu is, is a Kol Mevaseh. It's just a voice, just a sound that's Mevaseh, that, that tells us the good news. That's the meaning of a kol. Is Eliyahu's kol mevasa mevasa v'ayin. The Marinaim and other tzaddikim tell us that whenever a Jew tells you good news, then Eliyahu is mislabish in the person at that moment. So the meaning of Eliyahu is to be kol mevasa mevasa v'ayin. So when you have a friend that tells you, hey, did you hear that so and so is engaged? Mazel tov, mazel tov. And that that person who told you the good news at that moment that he tells you that he shares with you the good news, then the, the soul of Eliyahu's mislabish somehow is connected and and enters into that person who is able to say the good news of kolmavasim avasuvayim. That's the union of the kol, which is mavasuvayim, and it's something which is not seichel. 
And it doesn't work with Chachman. It's not a Shia. All of these things regarding the nefesh and the ruach are are below or above seichel, but seichel is not seichel. It's not a matter of intellect. What does it mean below below the seichel? We know that the neshama, of course, is on a higher level, and the neshama is responsible for thought. So, officially, we understand that the emotions that come with nefesh and ruach, and certainly the physical sound, all of that comes from a place which is below the seichel. In the hierarchy of who we are, they come from a place which is lamata, which is below the seichel. Because they come from what? Not from the neshama, but ruach v'nefesh. It's not coming from the intellect. And of course the seichel comes from the neshama, which is above the ruach and the nefesh. So, so officially, officially, all of these feelings are below the seichel. But ulamala, on the other hand, they're above the seichel. But they should behem because they have the ability. The ruach and the nefesh have the ability, legalis ma'at as a nefesh, to reveal and to draw out one soul. more than your intellect, more than reading all about davening, more than hearing, as I said, talks and discussions about about this person. When there's a when there's an iris. Benefesh Ubiruach, so that has the ability to be Megala more than the Seichel could be Megala. The Seichel, the, the intellect is cold. And the intellect, again, I'm not talking about great people, talking about average people like ourselves. But the intellect is cold. And it doesn't have, it doesn't have the Kayach to be Ma'iras, like the Nefesh and the Ruach. That's why a person is able to a person could know all the Rambams and Ravids on a certain Indian and that won't necessarily prevent him from being Nikshal in that Indian. He might know all the explanations, he knows all the Shach and all the Tazas on this Indian and, that, and, that, and he still does the, the thing that's against the Shach and Taz. So he understands the Shach and, he, and he's going against the Shach. He understands the Taz and he goes against the Taz. And then you find it simply either if you ask him the Shach, have you heard of the Shach? The Kaisha knows that there's such a thing as Shulchanach. And you see that he's so unbelievably God-fearing. And that he's so careful with every mitzvah, kalakivah, hamur, everything. He's careful with whatever he was told. He doesn't necessarily know that it says it, it says where it says or to prove it. But he does it because he, because he, he does it because his father did it and his grandfather did it and he knows that this is what the Rebbe Shalom wants of him. And it's something which is, it's something which is connected to the nefesh and the ruach. <laughs> and he's able to do that and go on like that year after year after year, living that way, the right way, doing the right things and avoiding the wrong things. And you have a person that with his seichel is far, far ahead of this simple Jew. And he can explain to you all the different nakudas of the affairs that he does. He can explain to you, <clears throat> according to the one view, this is the right, according to the other view, this is the Rabbana. 
and, and he doesn't understand how is it that this, that this year, that the simple Jew, that he's able to sit there and seem to have such a service, and here I'm a person that, you know, I, I, uh, and not only do I read the commentary on the Siddha, I already am writing my own commentary on the Siddha. I have all these brilliant ideas and explanations of the Siddha, and I went to all different Shayurim classes, and then you meet the simple Yiddle, and he's sitting there pouring his heart out, and you can't understand. So, there are two conclusions you could reach. One is that he's just stum, like he's, uh, you know, he's an emotional, stum, an emotional person that, that has no scientist, that has nothing to do with Hashem. And it's stum, whatever, delusions and silly and, and small. And many people talk about, talk like that. Or you could come to the true conclusion, which the Rebbe's teaching this here, is that, is that Chachma is not, Chachma for most people is not, is just not going to do it. And it's not something which could begin the cycle. It has very, cycles are very, very important. It's the Nishabas also. It's very important. But what the Rebbe's talking about is that to be more of oneself, to begin, and his ayur is to come from cycle, then how much that it should begin with cycle, it's very, very hard. Cycle, of course, has, a, has the most powerful way of, of strengthening and of holding on to and, and being mamic and deepening one's emotions and, and one's uh, awareness of something. But not, but for, for people like ourselves to, have, to begin with his service in cycle, it, it, for the most part, it, it, uh, it doesn't work. So we can read about davening, it doesn't necessarily change our davening. But when we daven with call, we call out when we daven. And, and, um, and I, I, I had to go, I went someplace earlier this year to speak, they wanted the, the, the rabbi, it wasn't the rabbi, the rabbi doesn't usually call, they usually have an assistant rabbi call. The rabbi doesn't usually call. So there's an assistant rabbi that called me, that, uh, that said to me, a, a young wonderful guy, and he said that in their shul where they are, there's a tremendous problem of davening, and, and could I come in and, uh, and talk to them about tefillah? Okay, talk about tefillah. Okay, so I went there, and <clears throat> you know, and you have the, so the, the, more, the ones who are more eager, so they come with tape recorders, and then you have ones that come with, with, with notebooks, and you know, all that. And and uh, I began by saying that uh, a little bit, a little bit like like my mechutin last night, not with a nickname, because I, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm too uh, uh, silly and nervous and embarrassed about things like that to, to, to get up and sing. But but uh, I, I began to say that you know the, the first thing about davening is that you have to try to daven. Suddenly they're all sitting there, especially the, the girls straight out of seventy. Now they're, they're so sincere and they're you know they're, they're waiting to hear like something from Svatemis or you know from that public or something. They say you know what? Why don't you try davening? The rabbi wasn't there for the assistant rabbi when it comes the rabbi doesn't usually come to the talks. So the assistant rabbi was also giving me like a funny look. I said, no, I have to try the daven. You have to try the daven. So, to, 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 to call out, you know, to scream, to sing the dunam. And then we see the daven, we do the daven. So that's not an explanation, right? Pretty they asked me to come to explain to them how to daven. I said, daven. That's what my father told me. My father told me to daven. Well, he didn't explain to me what's the difference between 
also oh, they, they understood the difference between Muslims as well. Until now, they didn't know what it meant. They didn't understand what it means to Chazak because Kaaba. In the next building, some day, in the next building, there was, there was like like there were signs, uh, digital signs, what it means to Chazak because Kaaba. So, oh, that's what it means. <laughs> I never knew it's such a beautiful thing. What is that? Oh, thing, Kaaba. Well, what happened in the building next door? On the first building, nothing. The usual, you know, picture bubbles. And you go next door, that whole place is stomping and screaming about. So, so, the, so the, the old school, the few, you know, the meaning that remains in the old, in the old building. So, it's, it's terrible, it's terrible. And, and, and the same is behind the people. It's not that it wasn't just because they had next door a seminar on Calvin. It's not that there was any sort of chiddush, there was sort of an explanation of what they had better do in the two common periods next door. It's not what happened. It was the cold. It was the cold was more than the nagun and more than the kavanas. And a person was able to be himself and he wanted to dance and he wants to be admitted and to be able to roll the stone of the heart and to be together with the yidin. That's, that's what it is. Jews want that. The same thing with people. That's why, that's why my, uh, my cynicism and my critiques, as you've noticed, are never about the Jews, it's only about the people who are leading them, including myself. I'm not ruling myself out of any of my critiques, and only a Jewish person knows that. But I never have kindness against the Yid. I have kindness against, against the, uh, the ones who are, the ones who are, the ones who are, uh, who are not, who are not giving these, in the, an opportunity to be themselves, to, to experience, to experience what it means to be a Yid and a Dalton Anderson, which means. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to, uh, pause over here.